Blog Talk Radio. for February 7th, 2013. I'm your host, Michael Gordon. Welcome to the program for today. Great to have you. And if you're listening in to the recorded program, uh, great to have you as well. And thanks for participating any way that you can on the program. <clears throat> this is an interactive show. It's a show that uh, you know I want to eventually have be guided by the interest and uh, the curiosity of you, the listener. So uh, if you are listening live, you can call into the program at two, pardon me, 347, area code 347-945-7891. Let's try that again. Area code 347-945-7891. Well, we are mid-series here uh, leading up to Valentine's Day, which is an opportunity to discuss things that uh, are very important to many of us if not all of us, uh, which is issues of love and relationship. And uh, there's a lot to talk about here, so I've divided this up into a series of discussions uh, about how to attract the perfect partner for you. And that title really does say it all. Um, we're, We're really looking to deepen our understanding of relationship beyond the illusion or the fairy tale, if you will, of uh, of the artificial relationship, the superficial relationship is what I mean, in that uh, we've all been sold a story about meeting the perfect person, they're just waiting there for us, and it's going to make the magic relationship. Now, there is a perfect person, uh, and the perfect person might be the person who's already in your life. Or it may be someone who has yet to walk into your life. Uh, but the question is, how will you know? So it's an interesting point. If we go back to a program that I did previously, uh, I can't tell you the exact date right now, but uh, if you look back to the archives, you'll see I did a show about talking about um, appreciation and gratitude and uh, success. I think that was probably the title of the show was Success. The redefining success, that's it. And in that program, I was discussing um, how what the definitions of a success are and how to approach that in a different way to understand why sometimes we don't end up where we want to be or you know how we reevaluate um, you know the things that we've done and in a sense of being appreciative. And what that means is that you appreciate. Uh, what it is that's valuable to you along the way so that you recognize incrementally what's happening and uh, and, and you can value it. Because often what happens is we end up with this empty pockets or you know empty bucket syndrome 
uh, if you look at celebrities, they're a great example, and I mentioned it in that program. You know, the more you are sort of compulsively driven to get attention from a mass market audience, the emptier you feel, because really you can't, it's filling a bottomless hole within yourself uh, in terms of your self-worth. And you think that it's going to be patched up but you know, by having a, a large adoring audience. But the problem is, is it's you're pouring that magic potion into a sieve, and the sieve is leaking the energy, uh, which really has to be solid in yourself. And so you're able to appreciate who you are, the people who are close to you in your life, and the gift of having a life, and maybe not being so compulsively driven by needing to make up for that somehow externally. Well, we're really back at the same point. Um, in terms of relationship, how will you know if the perfect partner shows up or if they're already there for you? So let's just quickly recap last week's or sorry, last the last program from a few days ago, which we were talking about how chemistry can be a very misleading indicator of appropriate relationship because chemistry can be off, it can be wrong, it can be the wrong chemistry. The chemistry might be based on again some hidden drive that's not healthy, that's based on a toxic dynamic. And and the recap of last week, or pardon me, last program uh, on Tuesday of this week, we are twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific, and uh, we were talking about how we are subconsciously broadcasting, you know, or, or choosing situations as a way of reenacting dynamics from our early childhood. And if we're not careful and in contact with what's called you know, our shadow self, as Jung called it, Carl Gustav Jung, the famous um, depth psychologist, analytical psychologist, um, then we are prone to repeating you know, the, the, those early dynamics from our past and being re-wounded over and over again because it's a necessity for us to work that out. And the problem is, is that if it's the unresolved material that's in your psyche, if you will, uh, in your past, uh, that's undoubtedly in your early childhood that's seeking to resolve it, then it's coming out in an irrational, childlike, unfulfilled kind of way. And so it's not going to be a conscious choice. You're not consciously choosing to work it out. That requires some self-awareness and often you know, some deep work, if not therapy, then couples counseling to be very consciously aware of it and, and to resolve it or change it get control of it. So this week we're going to talk about there's this program we're going to talk about something a little more um along the line towards uh you know attracting that other partner. So we we're aware that we want to be um mindful that we may be choosing from uh, you know unconscious uh motivations. So the question now becomes what is your relationship with yourself? What is your relationship with your shadow? Are you in, are you honestly in touch with those deeper, unresolved, unfulfilled um, needs from childhood, or is there a sense of something missing from yourself? And the more important question is: if that relationship with yourself is not fundamentally secure, either because you grew up with what's called secure attachments in your in your early childhood, where you had bonding with you know one or two parents depending on how you grew up and that you um the attachment is basically that bond that bonding experience of feeling loved and secured and being able to develop in socially and emotionally into uh, an adult into eventually 
into an autonomous being who still knows that they're loved. So you have an intact self-worth and what we call ego boundaries. I know who I am and, you know, um, I, I, I'm not looking for anything outside of myself to complete myself. So the question then becomes, um, are you ready to receive love? Because uh, if that really fundamental self-relationship is not secure and strong, then you are going to be seeking a sense of completion through another person. And what will happen is that person will undoubtedly stir up, or, or the metaphor I like is hold a mirror to those parts of yourselves that are not integrated and are not whole. And you're going to end up, what I call, smashing the mirror in a narcissistic rage. And what we mean by narcissism is not that you're necessarily in, uh, you know, the common understanding of narcissism is just that you are um, self-centered and arrogant. But arrogance is only one aspect of narcissism. Narcissism really is that you're incapable of seeing somebody else's outside of you. So there's a sort of very irrational, childlike quality about it. And it really does go back to early childhood development, where when you're very young, you need to have the experience in physical space and in your emotional space and social environment to distinguish that there are other people. You're essentially a little narcissistic creature when you're born and you're totally dependent and everything revolves around you. And so it should because you don't have the capacity to discern um, you know, or be an agent in the world of free will and of autonomy and self-awareness. So if you are not whole as a person and haven't developed in a, in a healthy, self-actualized way, then when you when your, your experience of relationship, again, of any relationship, really, could be with coworkers or bosses or et cetera, et cetera, teachers, but certainly your significant other is going to be a mirror, is going to make you very sharply aware of aspects of yourself that are not comfortable, that are not healed and not whole. And uh, that's very dangerous because, of course, then you are not engaging the other person for whom they are. And so the trick becomes to become aware of that process and, and therefore choose somebody and be able to see them for who they really are, not as a narcissistic extension of yourself in terms of I need to be fulfilled as a person and therefore I need an object of my affection or attention or needs to fulfill that. And it becomes a very, as I said last time, a very kind of um, uh, almost like in, in, in the Tibetan Buddhist uh, scripture, they talk about it being like a demon-like quality. You, you, you end up being sort of voracious and, and consuming the other person in your need to uh, shore up your ego. So um, that's, a very, that's a very loaded pack of ideas right there. Um, but the idea is that, you know, are you going to be able to see the mate that you pick in with that clarity and really see them as perfect as they are? I mean, whatever you attract into your life, whatever we attract into our lives, particularly the, this most important relationship, it's our responsibility. You can never really logically blame the other person for being who they are. So if you want to see them and for who they really are at the beginning, it's only a function of how much you really are seeing yourself clearly. 
And therefore, anything that turns up later in the relationship, you'll have seen at the beginning, and you'll catch as your own intolerance or, um, again, a projection of your own insecurity or things or self-contempt about things that you're not integrated with yourself about. And so that comes out, as I said last time, you know, three months, six, 12, typically about 12 months or 18 months into a relationship where suddenly you go, well, wait a minute, who's this person now is in front of me and they have all these qualities that, you know, they never presented. And that's also because the other person is capable of being uh, short-sighted or, or, you know, narrow-focused like we are at the beginning and, you know, strategically kind of showing the best parts of themselves. So, again, you know, we're afraid that if we show who we really are, we won't be loved. This goes back to a talk I gave on vulnerability on the program and referring to Brene Brown's work, which has become very uh, widely known um, due to her talks on TED and TED.com. And the idea being that we withhold our true selves because we're scared that if we show who we really are and all our frailty, that, uh, that we won't be loved. But, again, that's a disaster for relationships. Because whomever you're withholding at the beginning, first of all, is setting you on a path where you're not being vulnerable. So you are not setting a template for your relationship based on transparency, open intimacy, wanting to know the other person, wanting the other person to know you, and you're kind of setting them up, you know, like this Trojan horse of all your issues. So very packed discussion. Um, but the fundamental thing I want to express today is you know, we, we often tell ourselves we know what we want. We want these attributes in a partner. We're attracted to this type of person, etc. and these qualities or personality traits. But are you really in touch with what you really want? Is your relationship with yourself so secure and clear that you really know that you deserve what you really want? And so if there's anything broken in your self-worth, uh, or at, uh, vulnerable there in, t- in terms of subconscious issues, then you're not going to be operating from a, se- from a sense of that you deserve what you really want. Not what you can get. Most of us settle, as it's called, in relationship because we're operating from what we can get. We'll take what we can get because we're fearful you know, uh, that love is scarce and that we're not going to get it. And so we settle on a person. But if you have the courage to ask yourself, what do I really, really want? What do I really, do I deserve what I, what, beyond what I think I'm possibly capable of attracting, and that's the test. And that's where you know, we would all serve ourselves better going into relationship, and certainly if we're in relationship, um, then you have to ask yourself, we will in the next program, what you're willing to provide, what you're bringing to the other person. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Tune in next week. Take care of yourselves.